0: This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Lord, we just want you. We just want you. Nothing else, just you. Just Jesus. For without you, we can do nothing. But with you, we can do all things. So Lord, we just submit to you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for being in the midst We honor you and we say, Holy Spirit, have your way tonight. I thank you for already moving in the service, already moving in the hearts of the people. I thank you that this is only the beginning. And so I thank you for this word that they don't hear me, they hear you. The Bible says that you must increase, but I must decrease. And I thank you for your word that it comes forth with boldness and power and authority. Their lives will be forever changed. Forever changed. They'll leave differently than when they came in this house. Because they are agents of change. And they are more than conquerors. And they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. I declare and decree that in the name that's above every name. I thank you for what's ahead. We bless and we give you the service. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, welcome to So School of Word and Worship. Thank you all for your faithfulness every Wednesday coming and just being a part. It's something happens when believers come together. Yeah. We can move mountains. Oh, yeah. So I just want to thank you all for just being faithful. And I know the Lord honors that your faithfulness. If you'll be faithful to his house, he'll be faithful to your house. Who likes reminders? We all like reminders, right? So tonight is going to be about reminders. It's going to be about a reminder. I'm just going to remind you of some things, something that you've already heard millions of times, something that you already know, but it's it's nothing like having a reminder. You know, my wife would tell me, Kevin, don't forget to take out the trash or don't forget to walk the dog or do certain things. It's always good to have those reminders. My daughter, she'll quickly remind me things that, you know, I've told her that I'm going to do during the week or whatever. And she'll, Dad, you said you're going to do this. She'll remind me of those things. So it's good to have those reminders. And so tonight I'm just going to remind you of the Word, some some things in the Word that encourage you. It's going to build your faith. So it's about reminders. And I'll start with last week, last Wednesday, uh, Rafa talked about exclusively his And he kept saying that God loves you, God loves you. He sat right there and he kept saying, God loves you, God loves you. And he does, he loves you very much. And so tonight I just want to give you something that the Holy Spirit gave me as I was in prayer. He gave me this word on Friday. And the word is braving the storms of life. Braving the storms of life. And throughout the service, you know, I've I've heard storms. I heard Tim, I think, mention it doing prayer. I heard Asia mention it. But braving the storms of life. How many is ready for the word? All right. So that word braving. Braving means possessing or displaying courage to face or endure with courage. And I also looked up braving the storm. And braving the storm, it means to deal with a difficult situation without being harmed or damaged too much. So braving the storms of life. So many of us here tonight are facing many storms. We're facing storms in our marriage. We're facing storms on the job. We're facing storms in in our home. We're facing storms with family members. We're facing storms with addiction. We're facing storms with uh, family members. We're facing storms with finances. Many of us are facing different types of storms, and some of us are facing multiple storms. But where do we go when we face those storms? Where do we go when we face those storms? What do we do when we face those storms? You cannot bring anything to God that's too big for him. You cannot bring anything to God that's too heavy for him. He has a plan. He has has a purpose for you. Whatever storm that you're facing, he's able to bring you through that storm. A storm will either do two things. A storm will develop you or a storm will destroy you. But it's up to you when you face those storms. Who do you go to? Who do you run to when you're facing those storms? Storms, braving the storms of life. Braving the storms of life. A storm is always designed to increase your faith and give you a deeper experience with God. And a storm always comes with a purpose. Why am I facing this storm? What am I supposed to learn from this storm? What am I supposed to get out of this storm that I'm going through? There's a purpose for that storm. So whatever that storm is you're facing, there's a reason there's behind that storm that you're facing. And so tonight I want to talk about a hero of mine from the word of God. That he faced a storm and I want y'all to see how he faced this storm. What did he do when he was facing this storm? How did he encounter this storm? So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 4. And they'll put it on the screen for you all. So Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And it said, then Jesus. And I want to pause there real quick. So in the chapter before this, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John the Baptist. And that mileage, that I was, when I was doing my research, that's 60 miles that he traveled on foot in sandals. But we complain of driving 30 minutes in traffic. 60 miles that he traveled on foot from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized. And as he gets to John, he's baptized. He told John, "Permit it so be." They was supposed to do that. So in that chapter, he got baptized, and, and God said that, "This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased." And that's what we pick up here, then Jesus, So he just got baptized by John the Baptist. It said, then Jesus, in verse one, was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. And that word tempted, a Greek word is parezo, and it means to test, put to test, to tempt, to try, to explore, to prove, to examine, endure, scrutinize, entice, and to discipline by the devil. And in verse 2 it says, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards he was hungry. And then verse 3. Now when the tempter came to him, and I want to take a pause break right there. And doing my studying, I saw that I saw this, and I just want to do a, a quick contrast between the first Adam and the second Adam just real quick in John uh, the first John uh, chapter 2 verse 16 it talks about the the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life so the first Adam the lust of the flesh the tree was good for food the second Adam Christ command these stones become bread and this is the tempter The lust of the eyes, it was pleasant to the eyes, the first Adam. The second Adam, the devil, showed him all the kingdoms. And then at last one, the pride of life, a tree desirable to make one wise. And then the second Adam, the enemy, told him to throw himself down from here. Pretty much similar temptations there. Now, continue on. Verse 3, it's, It says, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Verse four, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. And that word right there in the Greek is the rhema word. That is the, that which is said or spoken an utterance. That proceeds from the mouth of God. And you can also find this right here in Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse three. And it says, so he humbled, allowed you to hunger and feed you with manner which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you known that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. So my question to you is what proceeds from your mouth? What proceeds from your mouth? Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? Proverbs 18, verse 21 tells us. Okay, moving on, verse 5. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on a pinnacle of the temple, in verse 6, and said to him, if you... And to the, I'm sorry. And he said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. He shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up. lest you dash your foot against the stone. And we can also see here that Satan knows the word as well. It might not be the exact word, but he know how to deceive us. And You can also find this this same passage in in Psalms 91, verse 11 and 12. It says, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. Okay, moving on to verse 7. Jesus said to him, it is written. Say, it is written. It is written. It is written. Again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Verse 8, again, the devil took him up On an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory in verse nine. And he said to him, all these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. In verse 10, it says, then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord, your God and him only You shall serve. You also can find this over here in uh, Deuteronomy 616, where it says, You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him in Mesa. At Mesa, the Israelites were tempting God about about their demands. They were wanting water. And so they was tempting him in in Deuteronomy 616. Okay, last, last verse, number 11. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. And so what I want to focus on, braving the storms of life. How do we brave those storms? So we brave those storms just like Jesus did. He said, it is written. He gave the enemy the word. It was in his mouth. So when you face storms, my encouragement to you is it is written. What does the word say about this situation? What does the word say about your circumstance it is written that's what I want you to take away tonight whatever storms you face and whatever battle you facing it is written just like Jesus said it is written it is written what are you facing command whatever it is it is written and give him the word the Bible says you give him his word he is obligated to perform it he's obligated he said he cannot lie He cannot. If you give him a word, he has to perform it. He has to do it. James 4, 17 says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He will flee from you. So my question to you is, what anchors you? What anchors you? What anchors you? This is, our, this is our anchor. The word of God. This is the anchor. Whatever your situation is, this is it. It's all you need. Just Jesus. This is your anchor. This is your lifeline. This is your lifeline. What does it say? What does it say about my marriage? The Bible says, here, find a, a wife, find a good thing. What does it say about my kids? Train up a child in the way they should go. When they get older, it will not depart from them. Train them up. What does it say about your finances? My God shall supply all of my needs. According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, it is written. It is written. Whenever Jesus was tempted, he gave him the word. He gave the enemy the word. It is written. It is written. That's it. Bottom line. Braving every storm, braving the storms of life. That's what the Holy Spirit gave me. Braving the storms of life. How do we brave those storms? We brave them by giving him the word. It is written. It is written. That's it. It's simple. It's simple. Again, it's just a reminder. I know you already know this. I just want to stir something up in you. It is written. It is written. It is written. Listen to this right here. The word of God is our anchor. Now think about this for a moment. Storms are inevitable. Our anchor is immovable. It doesn't move, it doesn't change. It anchors us solid to the rock of Christ. And that's the Word of God. Because He is omniscient, all knowing, He knows where I am in the storm. Because He's omnipresent, He's with me wherever I am in the storm. Because He's omnipotent, He has the power to bring me through the storm. That is the anchor. That's who the Bible says he is. He's all-knowing, all-present, all-power. All-knowing, all-present, all-power. Whatever you need is in that name. Jehovah-Jireh. Jehovah-Jireh. My my God shall supply. My God shall provide. Jehovah-Jireh. That's who he is. Jehovah. Whatever you need. Psalm 119, verse 115 It says, the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. How does this happen? How does it happen? Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8. It talks about to meditate on this word day and night. That's how it works. Day and night. Day and night I'm in this Word. Day and night I'm eating this Word. Day and night I'm thinking about this Word. Day and night I'm meditating. What does this Scripture mean to me? What does this Scripture have to do with my finances? What does this Scripture have to do with my marriage? What does this Scripture have to do with opportunities that's, that's coming my way? What, is this, what does this Word have to do with um, my, my kids what does the word have to say about my next step, my next assignment? What does this word have to, to do with how I'm supposed to treat my wife? Meditate. Meditate on the word. It is written. Whatever it is, it is written. Your success is determined by what you meditate on. Your success is determined by what you meditate on. Because whatever you put on the inside is going to come out on the outside. Whatever you put on the inside is going to come out on the outside. You have to get it in you. You have to get the word in you. Whatever's on the inside is going to come out. Hopefully it's good things. Good things. Good things. And Mark uh, I think it's the ninth chapter. It talks about um, Jesus and the disciples. They were going to the other side. They was going to visit the man that had, was bound with the chains. And Jesus had told the disciples that they were going to the other side. He told them that. Yeah. So they had a word that they could stand on. He told them. When he speaks, it becomes law. He said, we're going to the other side. But as they were traveling across the sea, Jesus in the bottom of the boat, he's asleep. He's resting, head on a pillow. But as this storm comes, disciples begin to fret, begin to worry, begin to think they're going to lose their life. How many times if we go through storms in life and we fret and we worry And we don't think the situation is going to turn out good. It's almost like, Peter, we take our eyes off him and we get our eyes on the situations that are around us. But Jesus wants our eyes on him. The Bible says to set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Our mind, our focus should be on on him. And so as they're traveling in the boat, the storm is beating they begin to fret, they begin to worry. And they didn't know what to do. So they go downstairs and they wake up Jesus. Jesus, do you not care? Do you not care? But he came and he spoke to the sea and the storms. He said, peace be still. Church, when we're facing situations, when we're facing circumstances, give the enemy the word. Peace be still. Whatever it is, whatever you're facing, whatever you're dealing with, what does the word say about your situation? What does the word say? What does the word say? Who's in your boat? Jesus is in your boat, whatever you're facing, whatever it looks like. You got the best backing there is on earth. He said he will not leave you nor forsake you. He's with you. He's with you. God never wants your circumstance to trump his word, He doesn't want your circumstance to trump his word. Whatever it is, it is written. Matthew twenty four thirty five says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. That means if he spoke it, it'll come to pass. Just remain steady. Don't fret. Keep believing. Don't give up. The Bible says to fight the good fight of faith. We don't fight, we just fight the good fight of faith. Whatever it is you're facing, whatever it is, fight the good fight of faith. Trust and believe. My trust and my confidence is in his ability, not my ability, not our ability, but it's in him. It's in him. Another example is Matthew chapter 7, where it talks about two houses. You have two houses, one's built on a rock and one's built on the on the sand. So in life we will face tribulations the Bible says in John 16:33. We will face those tribulations, but be of good cheer. And so in that passage it talks about your house, your foundation. What's your foundation look like? Is your foundation solid? So, when a storm comes that you're unmovable or in your sand, I just want to encourage you just give him the word. It is written. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, remember these three words It is written. It is written. That's it. What does the word say about your situation? It is written. Remind the enemy of that. Remind the enemy about if you're dealing with the health issue. Nope, it is written. It's already paid for, it is finished. It's written. Whether you build on the sand or rock, the storm comes to both houses. Everyone faces storms. We will all face storms. But my question is, how do we handle those storms when we face them? How do we handle those storms? Genesis 8, verse 22 says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. The key there is everything is seasonal. Seasonal. Everything is seasonal. But the key here is the key to life is outlasting the storm. That's the key to life. Outlasting the storm. Don't look at your situation. Don't look at your circumstance. Don't look at what's going on around you. But your eyes are upon Him. Your eyes are upon Him. It is written. It is written. It is written. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures here just to think about. And they'll put these verses on the, on the screen. Isaiah 55, 11. Now, we're talking about the word. It says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. So again, what I said earlier, when you give him his word, he's obligated to fulfill it. It will not return void. But it has to be his word. It can't be your word. It has to be his word. You give him his word, he has, he's obligated to fulfill it. It says it will not return void. Jeremiah uh, 1 verse 12, it says, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, he's talking to Jeremiah here, for I am ready to perform my word. So the Lord told Jeremiah he's ready to perform his word. Just like he told Jeremiah, he's telling you he's ready to perform his word to you. You give him his word. Walk by faith, not by sight. Regardless of what it looks like, walking by faith. I'm gonna walk by faith. Walk by faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's look at Mark four fourteen. It says the sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. You have to sow the word. You have to sow the word over your circumstance. You have to sow the word over your situation. Sow the word. Sow the word. Give him his word. It is written. That's one thing I want you to take away tonight. Brave in the storms of life. That's the title. But I want you to take away it is written. It is written. Luke 8:11 it says, "Now this parable is this: The seed is the word of God. This the seed. Sow the seed. Sow the seed. What are we sowing? What are we sowing? It is written. It is written. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It is written. Thank you for the example, teaching us, teaching us to sow the word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now I want to go to Ecclesiastic. Chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. It says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. Verse 7. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. So the key here is seasons are controlled by God. Seasons are controlled by God. Whether it's raining or sunshine, God is in control. Whatever it is, God is in control. God is in control. Can you put up uh, Ecclesiastes 3, one again? Just keep it up there real quick. Just look at that. To everything, there is a season. So whatever season that you're going through right now, one thing is for sure, that it cannot last. There's summer, there's winter, there's fall and spring. They come and they go. And whatever season you're facing, it cannot last. It cannot last. Seasons are temporary. And how do we fe- defeat this? It is written. What does the word say? It is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. There's no permanent hurricane. There's no permanent tornado. There's no permanent earthquake. There's no permanent mudslide. There's no permanent tsunami. It's not permanent. And whatever season you're facing in your life, whatever mountain it is, it's not permanent. It's not permanent. But one way to get through it is it is written. Just like Jesus gave you the enemy of the word, we do the same thing. We give him his word. Give the Lord his word. What does the word say? What does the word say about your situation you're facing? So I just want to remind you no storm lasts forever. Hold on, be brave, have faith. Every storm is temporary, and we're never alone. We're never alone. A uh, few years ago, a couple years ago, maybe not even a couple of years ago, I'm sorry, years ago, uh, there was a storm I was facing. I was... In another country with my job and my wife and kids were here and as I'm away from my family uh, I get a call from my wife saying that they had to take her dad to the uh, to the ER and he had pneumonia he had uh, his kidneys begin to shut down and um, he had an infection so I'm already away from my family. And then I get this phone call from my wife saying that her dad's been rushed to the ER. It's not looking like he's going to make it. And so she wants to get a flight, her and the kids, and head out to Arkansas. So I'm in a different country. My wife is at home, and she wants to get to Arkansas to see her dad. So I got multiple storms coming against me. I couldn't be there. But just like the centurion told Jesus, but speak the word only. And that's what I did. I spoke the word. I couldn't be there, but I believe this. I believe this. I believe these promises. His promises are yes and amen, he said. And I just began to pray. I couldn't be there with my wife. I couldn't be there with the family. So I began to pray. Lord, you have to intervene. I can't be there. But I know I can send your word. I know if I send your word, it will not return to me void. I'm giving you your word to perform it. You are not a man that you shall lie, neither the son of man that had to repent. And my father-in-law has a right to be healed. You said that you will put none of these diseases upon your people. And I command his body to be healthy and I command his body to be whole. Because you said that you it, you took our infirmities. Now begin to pray the word and I begin to pray over the situation. As I begin to pray, I begin to get peace. And after a couple of days, things begin to turn around. Things begin to look up. His kidney started functioning again. Pneumonia began to leave his body. Because the word, we all begin to pray. The The prayer of agreement Something happens when two believers come together, the Bible says, on earth. And we just came together. We've all been given a measure of faith, and so we put our faith together. And I know some of you are facing storms. Some of you might even be facing multiple storms, but whatever it is, give him the word. Stand on the word of God. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your home. Fight for your kids. Whatever that business decision is, fight for it. He'll give you peace about it. Are you supposed to make that move? Are you supposed to get involved with this situation? Whatever it is, He'll give you peace about it. He'll lead you. The Bible says that the the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. He'll order your steps. But you have to trust Him in that situation. The Bible says to acknowledge Him in all your ways, and He will direct your path. Lean not on your own understanding. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do about this situation? Holy Spirit, how do I uh, get it in, get involved in this situation? I need you to intervene. I don't want to get self in the way, but I want you to get in the way. I want you to take the wheel. I want you to take control. Because when I take control, I mess it up. So the more of that story is, I, my father-in-law, he's still here. I gave him the word. That's all we have to do, church. Give him the word. He's waiting on you to, he's waiting on us to give him his word to perform it. Just give him the word. You might be waiting. It might not come next week. It might not come next month. It might not come next year. I'm still waiting on the promise he told me in January of 2021. I'm still waiting on that word. Do I quit? Do I stop believing? No, I'm, I keep pressing. I keep reminding him of that word. Lord, you told me this, and I'm standing on your word till I see it come to pass. Joseph was in jail for 14 years for a crime he didn't even commit. Abraham waited 25 years for the promise of a son. And we can't even wait a year, we can't even wait a month, we can't even wait a week. What are we doing while we're waiting? Are we meditating on the word? I said just word in Joshua one Are we meditating on that word day and night? I might not see the promise right now, but Lord, I'm standing on your word. You just told me to stand on your word. And so I'm standing. I'm studying to show myself approved. Lord, I know what your word says. I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to stay in this word till I see it come to pass because I know that you're a man of your word and I'm sticking with the word. If he said it it will come to pass, we have to trust him and believe it. It is written. What storm are you facing? Whatever it is, whatever that storm that you're facing, he's with you through it. Just like he was with the disciples. He's with you. I said earlier, he will not leave us nor forsake us. The word says everywhere, everywhere we go, God goes with us. Everywhere we go, God goes with us. And that has really hit me so hard. I remember years and years ago. And I remember, the, the, this is just me, the, Ho- the Holy Spirit told me to stop watching uh, rated R movies. It wasn't anything bad about it, but it was like a lot of action R movies. He told me to stop watching those. And I realized if I'm watching that, the Holy Spirit is sitting there watching that with me. If I'm cussing somebody out, the Holy Spirit's right there with me. He's in on it. He's he's with me. The Bible says he's he's in me. Do you ever think about that? That really hit home to me. That everything that I do, everywhere I go, the Holy Spirit is with me. He's right there with me. If I'm watching something I shouldn't be watching, if I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing, he's right there with me. But church, just be encouraged tonight. Whatever it is. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're dealing with. But I know the God I serve. And I know he's faithful to his word. I know he's faithful to his word. 21 years ago, I think it was, 21, 22 years ago, I was in a pit. No kidding, pit. I grew up in the church. I was always in church every Wednesday every Sunday revival, what you name it, I was in church. I'm very thankful for that from my parents. They introduced me to Jesus the Christ. And it never left me. Until one day I hit rock bottom. I couldn't go any lower. I couldn't go any lower. But I remember one day what my parents had instilled in me. Train up a child in the way that he should go. When he's old, he will not depart from it. He might stray. He might get off course, but he'll come back center. Or she'll come back center, whatever it is. And I remember, Lord, you get me out of this situation. I promise to never go back to that lifestyle. And I've been free ever since. I've been free ever since. Because because something was deposited in me. Yeah. The word. I might not have been doing the word, but it was in me. I was listening. Yeah. I was hearing it. I wasn't doing it yet. Yeah. So whatever it is you're facing, whatever your circumstance, whatever your situation, give him the word. It is written. It is written. It is written. Is Asia still in here? Is she leave? It is written. Thank you, Lord. Did you guys get somebody out of this tonight? It is written. It is written. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It is written. Thank you, Lord. And one last point that I do. I like to journal. And in my journaling, I have, I think I started this in 2017, I think it was, I started journaling every time the Holy Spirit spoke to me or every time someone would give me a word and they beared witness, I would write it down. And in my journal here, I have every word that was spoken. And so what I do in my prayer time, I spend a few minutes up front thanking the Lord, just thanking, thanksgiving on my heart. Then after that, I kind of open this and I just kind of Lord, you said this. I'm reminding him of his word. Reminding him of his word. Remember at the beginning, I said this is a reminder. I'm reminding him of his word. Lord, you said this. And I just remind him. I'm fighting a good fight of faith, and two, I see it come to pass. That don't mean, because I hadn't seen it, doesn't mean I quit. I give up. I keep pressing forward. I keep pressing on. Mm. I keep pressing. I keep fighting. Asia, can you play keys for me? I keep pressing. So whatever it is, if you hadn't seen whatever you're believing for, keep pressing, keep fighting, keep believing. Don't allow the enemy to put thoughts in your head saying it's not going to come to pass. Just keep pressing. Give him the word. It is written. It is written. And up front, remember I was talking about Matthew, the scripture that I read. Matthew 4, verse 1 through 11. Jesus was tired. He had just walked 60 miles in sandals. Then he goes and get baptized, and then he's led off into the the wilderness. Hungry, thirsty. But he found the energy, he found the courage. It is written. It's gonna be some days you might even feel like praying. It's gonna be some days that you don't feel like pressing on. But that's why you have to have an inner circle that you can call on. I can't pray today, but can you help me pray? can you pray with me? Jesus had the 12 and then he had the three. He had an inner circle that he can pray with. It's going to be times that you're going to need someone to pray with you. Who's in your inner circle that you can call on right now to pray about a situation, pray about a mountain that you're facing? Who can you call on right now? But just think about that. He's faithful. He's faithful whatever it is, He loves you, He loves you, He loves you, thank you Lord, thank you Lord Jesus, Mm. thank you Lord, and I sense His presence, thank you Lord, Mm. thank you Lord Jesus, thank you Lord Jesus. So faithful, so faithful. Thank you, Lord. It is written. It is written. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, Holy Spirit, I've done what you've asked me to do. I've done what you've asked me to do. Now I'm asking you to rest on your people. thinking that this word will not leave them. It will not depart. That there'll be fruit. There'll be fruit from this word. As they're driving in their car, they're reminding, it is written. As they're laying down at night, it is written. As they're on the job, it is written. As they're walking in their house, it is written. As they're in the shower, it is written. As they're moving to and fro, it is written. It is written. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. we're going to give you your word whatever we're going through we're going to give you your word we trust you Holy Spirit I just bless the people I bless them from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet that they are prosperous that they are blessed that whatever their hands touch, it will prosper in the name of Jesus. And I declare and decree that they have favor with man. That wherever they go in the marketplace, wherever they go, that they have favor. If anyone receives increase, it'll be them. If anyone receives promotion, it'll be them. If anyone receives favor, it will be your people, your blessed people, your peculiar people, And Holy Spirit, I thank you for making rough places smooth in their life. And I thank you for making crooked places straight. Thank you for climbing every storm, every wind. And I speak in the name that's above every name and authority of Jesus. I say, peace, be still. Bless your people. I bless their homes. I bless their bank accounts. I bless their kids. I bless their relationships. I bless their coming in. And I bless their going out. Thank you for your faithfulness. And I thank you that you're with them, Holy Spirit, as they travel to their destination. You that your mighty angels are around the bottom. that you're the pilot. Thank you that it is written. that you're faithful. We bless you. We give you glory and praise and honor. If you need prayer for anything, I'll stick around for a few minutes. But thank you all for coming. I'll have a blessed week and I'll see you Sunday.